Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. You tread the zigzag of muddy streets towards where Parks had pointed. However, with no sun and the disorienting rise of buildings enveloping you in all directions, you find that it's easy to lose your bearings. A woman crosses your path, tiptoeing over a puddle, the hem of a patchwork skirt gathered in her hands. She glances at you, but turns away quickly, unwilling to make eye contact. Excuse me, miss. She throws another ice-cold look at you and continues. Ah. Uh. Miss? She turns again, and this time she's grasping a sharpened bone hairpin pointed directly towards your groin. Leave me be, dog, or I'll be jabbing this where they'll never be finding- Calm down! I I just had some questions I wanted to ask you. She makes a semicircle over her heart with a free hand. I've nothing to say to you. Be gone with you. You know, Chief, I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Uh, come on. After a few more minutes of blind wandering, you come to a large gate with spiny claws protruding from its crown like the vestigial talons of some reptilian beast. As if conjured by that very thought, a hulking scaled form shifts past you, its bat-like wings clipping your shoulder. Whoa, what the? With a snarl, its head shifts in your direction, tongue flickering malevolently. A strong vinegary smell emanates from the creature, and the air about it burns with an unnatural heat. Whoa, 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 chief, chief, bar that! You don't want to be rattling your bone box with any fiend on the street. Leave be. With a growl and a hiss, the fiend strides on its way. <laughs> from the side of the arch, you hear a chuckling. <laughs> a loudly dressed flamboyant fellow saunters up to you, flinging his bright yellow scarf about his shoulders in a dramatic flourish. His skin looks powdery, like fine sand, and his eyes have the gleam of polished emeralds. <laughs> uh, watch yourself round here, Burke. Violence is a way of life in the hive. Greetings. He gives you a quick bow and a smile, revealing flint-like teeth. Only a single common for my services as a town. What can I point you to? All right, here's a copper. What can you tell me about this area? The man palms the coin and bows again. This small district of the hive has three gates. This, the Thorn Gate, leading back to the mortuary. Blackshade Gate, just spire with it here. And the Danet Gate, Mercer's Gate. Location I know is the Flophouse, where a weary blood can get some rest. Where's the Flophouse? Right in the middle of the square, Cutter. A long, narrow building with a little sign outside. Good, cheap place to call Kip for a night if you're feeling beat. And where, where's the Mercer's Gate lead? Just another part of the hive, Cutter. Down the astral way. The Office for Vermin and Disease Control is there, and the Powers Row Market. And what about the Blackshade Gate? It leads to Ragpicker's Square Cutter, where all the collectors call Kip. That's all I needed to know. Thank you. Farewell. I can only add to watch your purse round, dear Cutter. There's oft-times pickpockets in this area, methinks. 
The Thorn Gate opens out onto a cramped square, flanked by a few rickety water towers, riddled with the dark razor vine that spreads unchecked in this part of the hive. In the center, you see the long, narrow building of the flop house, signaled by a wooden sign. Debtors! Debtors! Come out, come out! Debtors! Come out, come out! A cart trudges past, almost crashing into you and avoiding a puddle of thick ooze that ripples with an unworldly sentience. Blasted things! This man appears less dour and wary of passers-by than the people around him. He moves with an upbeat gait, pushing his small cart, casually scanning the ground to either side of him as he goes. A carved wooden bowl rattles at his neck as he moves, and oddly enough, it resonates with a low, sonorous ring. Oh, oh, well, O'Carr, my apologies. Say, you seen any debtors about? None nearby, no. Oh, too bad, too bad. All right, good, good day, good day. Well, wait, c- can I ask you something? Oh, had some questions, did you? Well, ask away then. You're a collector, right? What can you tell me about them? Oi, collectors. Well, uh, these here are collectors' robes, Cutter. He indicates his ragged brown robes. Any poor sod you see wearing these, me for instance, <laughs> is most likely looking for debtors, bodies to sell at the mortuary. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get by in the hive, right? <laughs> Do you ever work together? Oh, hells no. We all dress the same, but there's only so many debtors to go round. We band up, usually, and compete in bands, packs, gangs, whatever you like to call them, aren't none too friendly with one another. Are there any rival packs of collectors near here? He nods. Oh, sure, his sickle's round. Most collectors in the hive call Kip in Ragpickers Square, the dump spike with a here. It's mostly run by Shagrave's laddos now, though, since we fought most of Farad's boys off. What do you know of Farad? Oh, I don't know much about the man myself, but... We spent a lot of time fighting his boys, but they've all suddenly disappeared, along with Farad. We still catch the occasional straggler in Ragpicker's Square, but we've no idea where the rest are hiding at. Does he have many men left? We must, because we hear his lot's been real successful of late. Finding lots of debtors, making lots of jink off the dusties at the mortuary. I don't know how either, as we've been having trouble finding corpses of late. Why does the mortuary pay for these corpses? Oh, keeps the streets of the hive a bit cleaner, I guess. Keeps the plague from spreading and the like. Though the Dusties like to keep their dead in their place too. <laughs> Seeing to it they all get properly buried and melted down or, or what not. Part of their beliefs and such. Uh, thank you. Uh, f- farewell. And farewell to you too, Carr. He waves, pushes off with his cart and resumes his call-out. Debtors! Where are you, you damn debtors? Come on, come on! Leading out into Ragpicker's Square, Blackshade Gate, despite the mountains of trash piled up around its stone archway, is surprisingly ornate. Beyond, from what you can see, it looks to be a dumping ground for the city. Underneath, a group of collectors huddle around a small pitched tent. Clipped copper! Me, me copper's not clipped! Me copper's as good as any sauce! Oh, no, that's him! That's him! He, he's going! He's going! They see you approaching, then frantically mutter before scattering into the trash heaps. Remaining behind, sat at a pitch, is a fierce yet weary looking woman, rolling her eyes as she tightens her worn leather bodice close about her. Tendrils of sweet, pungent incense drift from within her tent, and wisps of knotted thread drape about her hooded mantle like a veil of spider's webs obscuring her grey and pointed features. She smiles as she sees you approach. Now ye look to be a blood who's lost something. Mayhap Anya can help you find it, Cutter. 
she fans a deck of ornate cards, resting them on her upper thigh. Oh? Oh, what good fortune. We probably lost what we're looking for at your kip, miss. Actually, maybe you can help me find what I'm missing, miss. Her tone becomes businesslike. I love. Now, there's the matter of a finder's fee. Uh, I, I see. Uh, how much? Some seven commons for a glance at what you're missing. And 13 commons to actually find what you're missing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just had some questions. She frowns. I'm not a tout. She rubs two fingers together. Unless you've got some jink to pay for my time. Uh, all right. I, I can pay you. How much? For a handsome basher like yourself. She gives a wide smile. You notice her teeth mostly comprise of sparse, needle-like fangs. Three commons will be enough to loosen me tongue. She licks her lips, then frowns. Other questions of a deeper chant will cost you more, though. Sounds fair. Three commons. Just a few questions. Aye, then. She slips the jink into her palm, where it promptly vanishes, before leading you, crouching into a tent. It is larger inside than it had appeared, but nonetheless, you feel out of place with your bulky, scarred frame as you sit, awkwardly cramped on the colorfully cushioned floor. Anya, however, perches with ease, cross-legged, her spidery fingers clasped below her chin. Now, ask your questions, love. I'm trying to get my bearings. What can you tell me about this city? Her eyes narrow suspiciously. The city? <laughs> what about it? What is it? What Sigil, you mean? It's a city beneath your feet and rising to either side of you. Makes visitors' stomachs gallop, it does. Center the plains to hear it told. <laughs> if you believe that wash. Why is it wash? Well now, love, according to the greybeards and scholars and governors and all of the rest of them rattling their brain boxes, they say the plains go on forever. She taps her head. Who's to say where the center is? Huh. Uh, well, what do people do around here? <laughs> oh, I already made you an offer, love, and it's not an unfair price. Don't know nowhere else you might be enjoying the delights you'd have with me. What if I was looking to earn a little uh, jink myself? <laughs> You're asking me? Oh, what? You thinking of becoming one of the sisterhood, are you? <laughs> she nearly buckles over in gales of laughter, then takes a deep breath. Oh, yeah. You're a rich man, you are. Fine. I had some other questions. Wait a moment. Now you're the Burke that's been knocking around looking for Ferret, ain't you? Have you not found him yet? How did you... <laughs> rich indeed. N never mind. What do you know of him? Ferret? Now that's one of the greater darks, love. If you be wanting to know about that blood, that'll be thrice the commons of a normal asking. Fair enough. Here's nine commons. She pockets the coins, then slowly spreads the deck of cards out in front of her. What ye be wanting to know about old Farad? At that price, anything you can tell me about him. Chant is he's a collector boss. Has a whole bunch of bloods in his web. She reveals a card. The chariot. <sighs> and where can I find him? Now, no one knows for dead, sure. But if I were to suggest a place, love, I'd say start in Ragpicker's Square. She winks, 
and perhaps it's the incense, but a slight dizziness overtakes you. I... I see. <clears throat> Got something else to say, Lord? Uh, uh, I'm actually looking for a journal. No idea where you'd find such a thing, love. He might look elsewhere. She curls a tongue over her fangs and reveals another card. The Empress. I know some places you might start. Never mind. Uh, uh, thank you. Farewell. As you try and stand, a gentle chiming fills the tent. It's soothing. Have you just rested your head for one moment? Why the rush? Uh, huh. uh, uh, no, no, enough of this. We, we, we can't stay. Oh, but we, we were, were just, just getting started. Chief, can you spot me some jink? It's uh, been a long time. It has. I'm not even going to ask what you intend to accomplish here. Anya cuts in. It's twice the cost for the Mimir, or any other degenerate. You're not sure if it's the dappled light in the tent, or the dizziness, but you could swear Anya's fangs had grown longer since you last looked. Don't sweat it, Mort. From the looks of her, I'm probably saving you from dying twice. A wicked look flashes across her face, and the chiming turns to a deafening screech. May a pox shrivel your inerts! Yeah, the stinking fashion sense of a go-hard and you're twice as okay! Maud stares, transfixed, as Anya lets loose a stream of creative obscenities. You try to block out the noise, and grasping blindly, you drag Maud out of the tent and burst into the open square, gasping and blinking, trying to shake off the effect. Anya cranes out of her tent, spitting words of fury as you flee out of earshot. You hadn't realized until now but she had placed your third and final card in your hand. Five of Blades. Mort, dazed, is silent for a moment, then turns to you. Whoa, Chief. I could learn a thing or two from her. I got a few more taunts for the old arsenal. He turns back to Anya across the square, who is catching her breath, a scornful look on her face. I'm also in love. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoca GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.